love the league, you know, that I'm dedicated to this game, you know, and I'm going to put my all into it and they give me a chance. A lot of people, a lot of people after they don't get that dream first out of college of going to the NFL, they kind of give up. Mm -hmm. For you, why were you so determined to stay the course? Because um, I just say uh, coming out of college, you know, with, with, with the uh, things that happened, I just felt like, you know, um, I didn't do it. You know, it wasn't yeah. one of the things that I wasn't. So, and I just like the media were trying to put me as this person that I wasn't. You know, and I just had that to like fire me, put a chip on my shoulder, you know, just to show everybody know I'm not going to never give up on something that I love. So the European League of Football, and you're, I'm sorry for the uh, pronunciation <laughs> here because my Polish is, I need to brush <laughs> up on it, but uh, okay. Rotswaf Panthers in Poland. This is in the fall of uh, 2021, used to be Breslau, uh, Germany. Mm -hmm. But I remember t talking to you about this, and you said that uh, you were sort of uh, an instructor, that the true Europeans that were playing mm -hmm. in the league, that you yeah. were helping teach them the yeah. game. Yeah, basically, <clears throat> basically when I went to uh, you know, Europe, you know, I was, I said I became a leader, you know, in a way, you know, just because most of those guys didn't know the rules of the American football. So, you know, I was basically like, the, like a teacher, you know, and that kind of helped me with my leadership role, you know, just, and I just feel like, um, you know, that was a great experience for me, you know, because I ain't never took in the leadership role. I always just stayed quiet, you know, just did my work, you know, and, and I feel like that was a good place for me. And would that be the equivalent of, say, like Division uh, two football, or or what? What would be the a comparable um, skill level, and what were you, the crowds like? You're playing in front of several hundred people, or I how did, did that work? Uh, I would say it was. Uh, it wasn't. I say basically like our high school football. Okay. You know that's how it was. In Texas, in, in Texas, North Texas, yeah, and where you're from yeah, in yes, Louisiana, yes, there's a lot yes, of talent. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So I say I say stuff like that. You know, they basically just didn't know the basics, and like the crowd. You know, that was a. You know, you wouldn't expect it, but, you know, that was a great atmosphere with the crowd and stuff. It was great. The games was, you know, it wasn't just quiet. You know, they, they showed love out there. How did you go about teaching them the basics of football that they did not know? Uh, I'll just say, um, you know, just coming from the States, you know, they, you know, they thinking you're going to take their spots and stuff like that. Mm. So I, I kind of felt that going into it. So I just try to, like, you know, get to, you know, get to know those guys and you know, show them that, you know, I'm here for the team, here for them if they need me. You know, it just was like, you know, great. I still talk to some of them guys to this day. You know, this is what like uh, the environment was. The New Jersey Generals for the USFL, and obviously you had a tremendous season, MV, MVP of the league. And so was that another situation where just trying to get tape and you know that that's probably the closest that you can get to the NFL, that maybe it's the final step you have to take before you get to NFL? Yeah, that, that, yeah that, that, that's why I took that USF, USFL season real serious because I feel like going into that season, um, that was going to be like my last shot, um, you know, making it to the NFL, basically like with my age and stuff like that. So I feel like, you know, um, that was like going to be my last chance, you know, just, you know, put my name back out there with the NFL people. You know, so I took that, I took that season real serious, you know, kind of going into it. Who helped you during that process? Was there a coach that you kind of reached out to? Uh, Maybe a person, like an agent? I don't, I'm not sure. No, uh, the, the guy that I stayed close to was my coach, you know, Mike Riley, you know, the USFL. You know, uh, he always told me to stay yet. You know, um, you know, he tried to find ways to put the ball in my hand because he knew what type of player I was, you know. And he just surrounded the whole offense around me. 
So it worked out great. Our guest is Kevante Turpin, and now that he's in his second year with the Cowboys, just an increasing role in the offense, and we know his Pro Bowl excellence on special teams. And we'll hear more from Kevante. You are listening to the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. We'll be back in just a moment. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Albertson. 
Welcome back into Cowboys Hour, the Middle Light Cowboys Hour. I'm Nicole Hutchison alongside the lovely legend, Christy Scales, and Cowboys wide receiver, Kevontae Turpin. And this show is presented by Albertsons. When it comes time to shop for tailgate favorites, go to Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Get 10% off your groceries every Dallas Cowboys game day when you wear your Cowboys jersey. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Kevante, we've talked about a little bit of your journey, but we've got to talk about this Cowboys offense. It's only right, right? Yeah, big win right. over the <laughs> big right. win over the Seattle Seahawks uh, last Thursday. Uh, would you say that this offense is just finally clicking at the right time? Yeah, I'll just say, um, you know, uh, each and every week out, man, we go out there um, at practice, you know, just trying to find ways to attack the opposing defense. You know, I just feel like uh, Mike, um, Dak. You know, Scott's there, they're doing a good job with calling the games. You know, Dak just going out there and performing, with, hey, doing what he do best. How much more fun are you having on offense this year with your expanded role? Hey, I'm having, having fun, <laughs> man. Just, you know, being able to, um, you know, be a playmaker for this offense, man. Play, playmaker for Dak and uh, Mike McCarthy, man. I'm just, you know, I'm loving it right now. <laughs> so, if you get to whisper in Mike McCarthy's ear to start an offensive series, do you want to, hey, line up in the backfield? and, you know, get to carry the ball that way? <laughs> yeah, Would yeah. you rather do, like, a jet sweep or you want a nine route just to go? Hey, I like to go. <laughs> I'm trying to score, you know. I'm trying to, try to get the ball and just one-on-one -on -one coverage, you know, just, you know, just they go past somebody, they run right past them. Well, you know. it was interesting because Brian Schottenheimer, that's the Cowboys offensive coordinator, of course, and so on Monday afternoons the coordinators speak to the media, mm -hmm. and he was talking about – having you and Brandon Cooks lined up on the same side, two burners, mm -hmm. and the stress that it puts yeah. on the defense. Yeah, we, um, you know, uh, practice, you know, we've been working on that package. You know, we have burned it out. Um, you know, one player against the, um, against the Seahawks in the last game, you know, but they had, you know, they see two burners out there, so they went zone. So it was kind of hard for us to know, uh, do what we had to do. I remember when Brandon Cooks actually went to – he said in the post game that he went to Mike McCarthy and said, hey, I can win this matchup. Is there ever a time that you've done that on the sideline and told either Dak or um, Mike McCarthy, hey, I like this matchup, run this route type thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. They had uh, you know, against the Seahawks, you know, uh, on the third down alone. I caught the ball, and you know, I told him, like, you know, I like that Jamal Adams uh, matchup. You know, um, I feel like I can uh, do way more things, you know, than others. You know, like him guarding the tight end. And I know with my speed, you know, I just – and I told Mike and I told Robert Prince you know, that I like that matchup on third down. Yeah, and one other thing that Schottenheimer said today, and it goes to the relationship that you have with your coaches, uh, Brian said that in terms of your preparation this year that you have just taken it to a whole nother level. Now, I'm sure that part of that is the fact that you've had a full offseason in training mm -hmm. camp because last year you came in halfway through camp. Yes, and coming off a USFL season and playing for over a year without any kind of break. But can you talk about some of the uh, growth that you've had in terms of preparation and, and what is that like in a week heading into a game? Uh, I just say, um, you know, coming to this year, um, you know, I was way more confident, you know, when me and Mike talked at the end of the year, you know, he told me, uh, you know, he's going to try to find ways to get me on the offense end. So, you know, I went this offseason, you know, just, you know, trying to craft my, uh, my receiver work, you know, then just coming in training count, you know, Mike told me he's gonna be one of those years, you know. So I just I just went in doing training camp, you know, just preparing myself, you know, each and every day, you know, just trying to be, you know, just in case, you know, I'm behind C D Lamb, you know, just in case, you know, he go down one guy, you know, I we stick and click, you know. So this this was what was my um you know, my preparation going into this training camp, you know, just trying to learn behind C D, you know, just trying to be the same player he is or 
you know, whenever he do go down. When you learn from CD, what were some of the those conversations like as far as like learning uh, maybe the offense, the scheme, diff different things like that in the it system? Just like, um, you know, during the training camp, you know, me and him talked about, you know, um, you know, the offense, you know, the scheme-wise, you know, what we're going to do, you know, how they're going to use me and stuff like that, and when, like when he going to need me, you know, when he need a break and stuff like that. So we just, um, you know, it was, it was it was great, you know, just, you know, what type of player he is, you know, just confident player, you know. You know, with his confidence, you know, they helped me out too. And his versatility as yeah. well to move all around. So that means that you're learning. I think that casual fans, when they say wide receiver, they don't understand that there are different yeah. positions. Yeah, different positions. It's like mm -hmm. uh, it's a Z, it's an X, and it's a Y. You know, it's an elf. You know, it's all type of, you know, it's a slot. It's a outside receiver. You know, it's, it's a lot that comes with it for sure. So we joked earlier about you want the nine route. That's the bomb, just just straight. You know, yeah. you can you can utilize your speed. But but what are some of the other routes that you like, or that or maybe you like the route combinations mm -hmm. that particularly suit your skill set? And, and it's more than just speed and skill, but also there's a, a attitude as well. Uh, I really just feel like um, I can run in a route on a route tree, but um, I like being in a slot and running the, um, what we call the B line. It basically like a, like a middle read, you know, high scored against uh, Washington. So that's one of the, you know, my favorite routes to run, you know, Mike Noy. So that's why you always put me on it. <laughs> so that uh, score against Washington Thanksgiving Day, mm -hmm. the 34-yarder. Now that was, of course, uh, all the fans remember, in the kettle. And what happened once you were placed in the kettle? What did Dak say? <laughs> he, told, he said, grab them turkey legs. You know, I didn't even know that was in there, I guess. He, uh, he planned it, you know, with, uh, you know, that was his fourth touchdown, you know, and it was four turkey legs in there. So I guess he had already planned it. I didn't even know what was going on. I'm thinking, but I told him, I said, I'm not going to get fine. You know, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he was like, it's covered, it's covered. So I, that would made me jump in. And then I looked down, and four turkey legs, he was like, man, let's eat up. You know, and that, you know, that's what we did. You know. <laughs> Enjoy for a moment, though. It was real nice. And there were turkey legs in all four kettles, right? Because there are two kettles behind each end zone. Yeah, I, so. guess, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Uh, what kind of uh, response did you get from that, from fans? And maybe were family and friends just reaching out and laughing about mm -hmm. that uh, Thanksgiving? Because it was, it was such a fun win, and obviously in front of – a huge audience, over 41 million people watching on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, man, a lot of things that I got was, uh, you know, there's a legendary, you know, you know, coming from where I'm from, you know, Monroe, Louisiana, you know, you know, my mom and dad, they haven't seen things like this, you know, growing up and like just in their lifetime, you know, just being able to know, do it, do it, do it for them, you know, and I just feel like that was a legendary moment and I just, you know, put that in my, you know, in Thanksgiving moment, just put that in my mom's hand. What's been your most, I guess your favorite experience this year so far? I'll just say um, the whole thing, you know, um, just with the whole season, you know, all the guys, you know, we're clicking as one at this moment right now, and I just feel like, um, you know, going into this week, we just got to, uh, you know, stay at it, you know. You know, don't let the, um, you know, the fans or the media, you know, say who we playing. You know, we just got to go out and, you know, each and every week, like we've been doing, you know, no matter who, who we playing, you know, just go out there and play Cowboys football. This is – uh, you've just finished a very difficult stretch physically and mentally when you have three games in 12 days mm -hmm. and then you've had this sort of a mini buy with three days off. Uh, can you w describe to folks what it's like as an NFL player, three games in 12 days? Uh, that's, that's and, and what's harder, the physical part or the mental part? Uh, I'll just say um, the physical part. You know, mentally you'll be there. You know, it's just like, you know, trying to get your body there, you know, after all those games. And I just feel like um, – you know, we, that was a tough stretch, you know, for the guys, you know, just 
for us to stay stay close with each other, you know, just uh, build chemistry, you know, just and just with those games, you know, there was them tough games, you know, twelve days, everybody tired, you know, we just, we just you know, stay stay true to each other, you know, just and just just kept at it. Stephon Gilmore told me that he basically has to t get a massage every day, get in the ice tub every day, especially during this time when you have to play so many games during a small stretch. Is that something that you have had to do over the last couple? Yeah, of yeah. are you a cold yeah. tub yeah. guy, Cavante? Like, yeah, uh, no, I'm not a cold tub guy. No. I, I'm anemic, so I really don't do good in cold weather. But now, nah, yeah, I had to, um, yeah, I had to order, um, I had to get a PT, you know, just come, um, you know, rub on my body, do massage and stuff like that because. You know, this this tough stretch twelve game. I mean, uh, three games in twelve days. You know, that was tough. That was tough for a lot of guys. But I just feel like right now, you know, with that minute by, you know, I feel like uh, all the guys, you know, getting their bodies back, you know, getting back into themselves. Yeah. Do Do you kind of feel that way that you kind of have two buys in a season? Um, no, not really. I just say like a couple of days off. Mm -hmm. You know, that's all. You know, uh, Mike he do good with the schedule. You know, with the schedule and stuff. And I just feel like, um, you know, he doing a good guy. You no, know, he he doing a good time. You know. Uh, with the schedule, you know, helping guys out, you know, help guys get their bodies back. And it came at a good time, right? You guys mm -hmm. have the Eagles on Sunday, so yeah. kind of perfect time. Yeah, it's a perfect time, but at the same time, um, you know, we just got to go out there, you know, be ourselves, you know, that's, 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 that's how I go with it. Yeah, well, Coach uh, has divided the season into trimesters, and the first two trimesters are done, and we will talk about the upcoming third one with our special guest, Cowboys wide receiver and Pro Bowl return specialist, Cavante Turpin. This is the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. We are at Sidecar Social at the Star in Frisco. We'll be right back.
Welcome back into the Middle Light Cowboys Hour. I'm Nicole Hutchison alongside Miss Christy Scales and Cowboys wide receiver Kevante Turpin. This segment, or this show, is also brought to you by Papa John's. It's big, it's good, and it's only for Cowboys fans. The Cowboys special from the Cowboys and Papa John's. A large one-topping pizza for only $9.99. Order today, better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's, the official pizza of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Cavante, we finished talking about uh, the Seattle Seahawks and the tough schedule you guys have ahead of y'all, but you guys got another gauntlet coming up. That's the Philadelphia Eagles who... Oh, we unfortunately remember that yeah, game in, yeah, yeah. in November. But uh, how have you guys been preparing mentally for this game coming up? Uh, I just say um, we've been going at it like any other game. You know, um, I just try to tell the guys, you know, the guys, you know, don't, 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 don't depend on who we play, you know, and just go out there each and every week like we've been doing, you know, just go out there and just play Cowboys football. You know, I just feel like the guys are going to prepare harder this week, you know, just because they deserve it. They think – I mean, they, they we would – supposed to win that game out there in Philly. I just feel like, uh, you know, this payback. Yeah. It, it was a – it felt different in the locker room after that game up in Philly. Yeah. And I don't know if the word to describe it is resolve. I mean, no one was happy at the final result, but it was very different from a feeling from the loss at Arizona and certainly at San Francisco. But it was kind of like, we're going to see these guys yeah. again. Eventually, we got we, we're gonna have to see those guys again, probably like once or twice. You know, this you know, this this following year, and I just feel like, um, you know, our guys, we ready for it. You know, we we've been we've been, wait, we've been waiting on this moment because you know, people out in people out in the media talking about we can't beat uh, you know, good teams, you know, with a winning record. I just feel like, you know, that, that the guys are leaning on to, you know, we're looking forward to it. Since that game, actually, the Eagles have been kind of barely winning games right down to the wire. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they got beat by the 49ers on Sunday. Did that give you guys kind of that confidence? Not saying that y'all didn't have it before, you know, mm -hmm. heading into this game, but did a loss like that for the Eagles show, like, hey, this team can be beaten? Yeah, um, yeah I just, uh, like I was talking to my boy, Marcus Keith Bell, you know, uh, yesterday about the game, you know, just feel like, uh, you know, this the NFL, you know, anybody can be beat, you know, anybody, you know, you just go out, I just feel like we go out there and play, you know, cowboy style football, you know, we're going to be good no matter what. A win on Sunday could mean that you guys could tie for first in the NFC East. Is that mm -hmm. something y'all are thinking about, or is it just, hey, let's go out there and oh, just no, play no, ball? No, no. That's what we'll be looking forward to because, you know, everybody trying to get that number one seed, you know. So uh, I just feel like, you know, well, with this game, you know, with a big win, you know, it'll be great for us. Yeah, so the time that you played them November 5th to the game coming up on Sunday, in what specific area or areas – has the offense improved the most? We know that Dak's been on a tear and the, the numbers are really high, but but some of the specific things. Uh, I just say um, trying to try to get the run game in. You know, that's one of the things that, you know, we try to get TP going, you know, try to get him back on his, um, his wave that he was on last year. You know, and I just feel like, um, you know, that's what we've been doing week in, week out, you know, trying to get him, trying to get uh, TP more touches, but he can get back in his groove. And I just feel like, uh, you know, Dak, man, he playing lights out right now, man. Just, you know, I'm, I'm proud of that guy right there, man. He's one of those mm – -hmm. we one of those guys for real. And the reason you're seeing Dak be able to perform so well and that run game production kind of go up is because of the offensive line yeah. and the improvement that they've made. Yeah. How satisfied have you been with the way that they have been improving? And is there more imp improvement to be made from that yeah. unit? I'll just say, uh, you know, uh, the offensive line coach, uh, Mike Solori, you know, he uh, – he build those guys every day, you know. He he the one that bring fire to the offense, you know. He's one of those guys that, you know, you know, it, it, the, the room can be quiet, but he's gonna pump it up. You know, that's what Mike Solari do. And I just feel like, 
they, you know, our, our offensive line don't really talk that much, and I just feel like they go out there and you know, show, show why they don't really talk that much. I would love for you to speak to the importance of the wide receivers to the success of the run game. And also one of your teammates whose statistics aren't really high in terms of receptions, but with some of these crackback blocks and the like, I'm talking uh, about Michael talking Gallup, about, yeah. of course. Yeah. But people don't think of receivers and how important that is to the run game. Yeah, I'll just say, um, you no, know, people don't see that, uh, you know, receiver, you know, we got a block DN, you know, we got a crackback linebacker, you know. I just feel like um, you know, um, the fans and stuff don't see those, what we got doing the dirty work in the run game. They only thing they see is us catching the ball. And I just feel like, man, MG, man, he been, he went in this week, man, he just, you know, he had history with the uh, Seattle, you know, just used to always score touchdowns on him. And I just feel like he went in this week, you know, just trying to get back into it, you know. You know, he been having a down year, not even down year, but he just, you know, trying to find himself again. You're yeah. seeing crackback blocks from receivers. You're seeing Tony Rico involved in pass pro. It seems like, and Christy's kind of mentioned this before, everyone's so selfless and willing to do, like, the dirty work. Yeah. Would you attribute that to the success that you all are having this year? Yeah, I just feel like, man, everybody, we playing as one. You know, uh, you know, no individual stats. We not even worrying about all that. You know, I just feel like um, right now we just clicking as one right now. You know, as one one big team. You know, we just clicking. Yeah, I wish that folks could spend one game as a sideline reporter. Hopefully more, but at yeah. least one. No, it's it's really fun to watch the dynamics on the sideline because you would think, yeah, a guy makes a big catch or something, a big play, maybe a third down conversion or a score. He comes over and he gets the high fives and the pats on the back. But I find that it's really more when it's those selfless plays, when it's the dirty plays. Yeah, it's, right? the, it's the plays that people don't see, you know, you know, on the sideline, you can see everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I just feel like, um, just like my boy MG with the crackback block, man. The, he came up, he came to the sideline, though, the guy showed him love because the guy seen it. I just feel like there's some things people don't see, like they only see where the ball at. You know, there was a great block that he made, you know, just a spring TP, and it was a big block because it was on four for two. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a big block. Our guest on the Cowboys Hour is Kevonte Turpin. And Kevonte, I'd love for you to talk about the relationship the wide receiver room has with Robert Prince as your wide receivers coach. And I have to tell you that there was one play, it actually was the Michael Gallup uh, touchdown, but it was earlier in the season. And so the biggest celebration was among the coaches on the sideline. And Robert ran down the sideline, and he jumped so high, it looks like the old uh, Julius Irving, Dr. J, from the uh, free throw line to slam dunk. Yeah. It, it, anyway, he, he gets into it, man, yeah, I tell you. That's one thing I can say about uh, RP, man. He is one of those guys, you know, you know he's Japanese. You know, he always come with the, with the fire, you know. He always come. <laughs> he, he, he lights it up, man. I just feel like, you know, all the receivers, we love Robert, man. We do anything. You know, it's always, you know, keep a smile on his face, man. Always, you know, make sure he come in the job, you know, you know, being able to coach us, you know, and always try to put a smile on his face, man. Make, you know, know him that we love him, you know, and we appreciate everything he's doing for us, you know. And he show that love, man. Every time somebody scores to us down, you know, he's jumping out his seat. He's, he gonna jump for sure. Mm -hmm. He gonna jump yeah, for sure, yeah. you know. How has the relationship between the receivers and Dak grown over the past couple of weeks? You know, um, you know, we just had to go talk to him, you know, tell him that, um, you know, we always open, you know, and I just feel like, you know, Dak, man, he just, he playing lights out right now, man. You know, he yeah. just, he just went with it, you know. You know, you know, God trying to make plays, you know, he just trying to get the, the ball in God's hand. You know, we just always told him that we're going to stick by him, you know, no matter what's going on. You know, whenever you throw that ball our way, we're going to make sure you good. You know, and that's, and that's what we're doing right now, and he just, you know, going to continue to do what he's doing. How did, how did the room change when Brandon Cooks came in? 
I just say it changed um, for CD. You know, having a leader in there, you know, somebody that he can lean on and talk to about things. You know, you know, with B. Cush being there, you know, a thousand yards almost in like six seasons. You know, being able for CD to learn from him and the guys to you know see his see his work ethic. You know, you know, and I just feel like they fed off on the whole room. You know, even with with me, you feel me? You know, I talk to him always. You know, he's a jokester, man. He's funny, man. He like to sing too. <laughs> his favorite. His favorite. You like the same Michael Jackson song, so I just feel like, <laughs> yeah, I just feel like. Which, which one? I, I don't know. He sang a lot of them, to be honest. You know, I just feel like, you know, with that, you know, with that veteran, you know, with leadership coming in that receiver room, you know, it, it just, it weighed down on us. And, you know, it's fire, you know, we just, it's, it's fun having him in that receiver room. Uh-huh. He has a really cool celebration where he's the archer, you know, <laughs> yeah. where he, you know, the, yeah, pulls that, back that, the, the bow and arrow and lets uh-huh. it go or the crossbow. What do you think about that? Uh, that's nice, man. You know, the crazy thing, you know, I think everybody on the team, you know, find a way to do something with the Aaron Bow. You know, it's no uh-huh. CD. He's go, he do his slamming with it. You know, I just feel like, you know, with being a coach, man, they, they leadership be bragging. You know, it just, it just, it just feeding to guys. For Brandon Cooks, a, a veteran guy who's had multiple 1,000 receiving yard seasons and, you know, different teams and comes in, he's not really involved in the offense early on, right, but he gets that first touchdown early in the season. What what did you think about that as far as him finally getting that moment and being involved in this offense? Uh, I just say, um, you know, him and Dak had to find each other. You know, they had to find the chemistry of them to it. Um, you know, they just had to find ways to, you know, find ways to put him in the offense, you know, Show guys that they gotta respect everybody on the field. You know, I just feel like, uh, you know, that's what we're doing now. Finding ways to get everybody ball, just like Jake. You know, Jake Ferguson doing what he's doing, having a great year too. I just feel like, you no, know, uh, Mike finding ways to get all the playmakers the ball. You know, we just going out there trying to be playmakers for him and that. The great thing about these veteran players like Brandon Cooks with their experience and, of course, CD, just seeing it and being able to to react or even to manipulate the defensive backs as you've. Uh, now in your second year in the NFL, at what point was it that you could just go out there and run a specific play without thinking? Uh, or are there still times, uh, no, you know, no. No, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what they say is, you know, to get to the point that conf- Coach Parcells would always say that confidence comes from demonstrated mm-hmm. ability. You know, yeah. just to know that you've got it and you're not thinking, you're just – reacting yeah uh, i say last year you know I, uh, it was a lot of thinking that i was doing last year you know that's why um i didn't get uh too much playing time uh last year on offense i just feel like uh going into this training account you know i dug you know that was one of my goals you know to know this offense in in the backs of it you know every position i just feel like um you know mike, mike can put me in any position you know, it's no thinking you know i'm going out there trying to perfect it just like one just like b cooks mg and uh, cd you know i'm just trying to go out there you know do no thinking, go out there and just play football. How much of a difference does that make on the field when you're just playing free? It's just confidence. You yeah. know, you're confident in yourself, you're confident in your game. And I just feel like that's what everybody on our team is doing right now. There's confidence in the way they're playing right now. And the confidence when, when you do line up in the backfield and the times that you've carried the ball, is that did that take a little longer or is that something that you had a lot of experience previously and we just hadn't had a chance to see it with the Cowboys? Yeah, I just say, uh, you know, back in high school, I played running back. You know, okay. I, um, I really started playing receiver when I went to TCU. You know, I just uh, – I always told Mike, man, just we can put me in that backfield. You just – anything you want to do to give me that ball, I'll be down to do it. You know, I'm not – you know, they, you know I'm not a born old bitch guy that can run between the tackle, but if Mike needed me to do that, I, I, I would do that. Nicole, would you have loved to see him? 
Cavante play high school football at oh, running yeah. back oh, there sure. in Louisiana. For I bet sure. they couldn't touch you. Yeah, they could they? touch me. Like, like when I was a receiver, you know, they used to do number double me. So okay. uh, my offensive coordinators found ways, you know, he just put me in the backfield and just handed off to me. And I, I averaged like four touchdowns a game in high school. What really? was What was your best game overall? Like uh, 320 rushing uh, yards or something? Yeah, or? it was like one, one playoff game, you know, I, I rushed for like, 350 with like five touchdowns. <laughs> so so this is in Monroe, Louisiana Three. at yeah. Neville High School, right? Yes, ma'am. All state and all first team, <laughs> all Northeast Louisiana. Yes, ma'am. Well, so when you He's were like, recruited yes, to TCU, was it at running back or did they? Did you know that they were probably going to change you uh, to wide receiver? Uh, to be honest, they told me they just, they recruited me as an athlete. You know, okay. that, that's, what, um, you know that's what they told me they recruited me at. You know, they said I wasn't a receiver. You know, that was out league that they're going to try to find ways to put me, you know, put, put the ball in my hands. Mm -hmm. I think I want to end this debate right now because I'm from Texas <laughs> and you're from Louisiana, right? <laughs> and there's this big debate about whether Texas football, high school football is better or Louisiana's. Which, and be honest, don't be biased. Don't be who, honest. Do you, who do you think is better, has the most talent? Uh, most talent? Most talent. Don't you dare oh, say Louisiana. I'm Louisiana. <laughs> Well, you want to go best <laughs> football, but if you want to go best football-wise, best football. I'll take Texas. Okay. You know, I'll take Texas I'll over take Louisiana. But talent-wise, <laughs> you know I got to stick in my balls. Uh, you we know would, I got to stick in my balls. We would expect nothing <laughs> less from Cavante Turpin, <laughs> yeah. Cowboys wide receiver and Pro Bowl return specialist. He is our special guest at the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. We are at Sidecar Social at the Star in Frisco. We'll be back with more from Cavante right after this.
two, one, Texas. To the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertson. Welcome back into Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. I'm Nicole Hutchison alongside Christy Scales and Cowboys wide receiver Kevontae Turpin. And this show is also brought to you by Lucchese, the official bootmaker of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Kevontae, you are a father of two. Of two. Two four-month little girls. Yes. How is it like with life being a girl dad? Wonderful. I say wonderful, man. Um, you know, just being able to uh, look in those, look in those eyes, man, it just, you know, bring joy to me, you know. You know, that's something I made, you know, and I'm just, you know, I'm happy with life with it. <laughs> I've heard players <laughs> say that it kind of puts things in perspective because yeah. you come home from a game or maybe, you know, just a frustrating practice or something and you see the little baby. Yeah, and it just, all it, all it go the way, all it go the way. Now your quarterback is about to be a real dad as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. have y'all's conversations been like? <laughs> yeah, do it that, bro. I just told him, man, you know, he's going to change his life. You know, that's what it did to me. You know, I always told myself it wasn't until until she came, you know, and it's just like, you know, this joyful moment, you know, and I'm happy for it. For what's sure. it What's it going to be like in uh, 14, 15, 16 years? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Woo! It's going to be dangerous for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I, I want to ask you about uh, one thing that, um, to quote Brad Sham, and Brad Sham will be back. He's under the weather tonight, but he'll be back uh, co-hosting with Nicole next week for the Cowboys Hour. Brad calls it putting the maraschino cherry on top of the ice cream sundae, and that is at the end of a Cowboys game, and there have been a lot of blowout wins mm -hmm. this year in which the uh, team has knelt down at the end, done the Landry shift, and Cavante Turpin, does the backflip. You did it last year too. Uh -huh. Where did that come from? Uh, the crazy thing, um, I had told Dak, I said, man, we need to do something, you know, if I'm back here. And he was just like, just do a flip. You know, that, and that's where it came from. So I just I just started doing the flip out there again. And it just like, I guess it just stuck now. I guess it just, it's just in there now. So, but how, did he know that you did a flip? Is this something that you just have d done spontaneously in practice yeah, or camp? Yeah, the first time they put me back there, you know, uh, RP, Robert Prince, he told me that he uh, that was going to put me back there, you know. We had did it the first time in practice, and I had did the flip, and Dad would, like, just do that every time, you know, and that's, and that's just what we've been doing. So there was that uh, one game this year where Jalen Brooks yeah. was back there. I guess it was the game that maybe you – was Panthers. it the one you missed? Yeah, the Panthers game. Okay, the yeah. Panthers yeah. game. So was that – I didn't know that Jalen could do a backflip. Yeah, so had you planted that? I told him you have to. So <laughs> I told him you have to, you have to practice and find, find a way to do it because, you know, that what Dak told me is in, is in a leadership now. So I feel like, you know, he did uh, – JB did great, you know, with the flip. So did you do that in uh, after all of your touchdowns in Louisiana in high school, or how long <laughs> you been doing backflips? Man, I've been doing backflips like my whole life. You know, you know, I did gymnastics back in the day. You know, did uh, you really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, I did gymnastics. Did you compete in gymnastics? No, I think, no, I, think I just wanted to do it for fun. You know, I used uh -huh. to always like, you know, you know back in the, um, back in Louisiana, you know, we used to uh, pit mattress together. You know, we used to flip off them. You know, we ain't had no trampoline back in the day. So we used to put mattress together, you know, we find them on the street. And we just used to hit flips off them, you know, and that's how I learned how to flip. Oh. I bust my head a couple times doing it. Oh, my goodness. Down. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so that's how I learned how to flip for sure. But then, um, you know, my mom used to see me and she like, you might well just do something, you know, just to get out the streets. You know, that was something that I did. Yeah. So now, um, how old at five foot nine, 
I, I know that you can dunk a basketball. Yeah, yes, now, how old were you when you first dunked? Uh, I say my first dunk was in, I was, I was in I, my freshman year of high school. So I was like 15, 16. I got a video of it, too. That's crazy. Do you really? Yeah, okay. I got a video of it, too. Okay. Are people, were people surprised yeah. to see that? Uh, now, my, my friends knew that I, <clears throat> that I always can touch the rim back in junior high. So they really weren't surprised. But my coaches at the time, they were surprised because they didn't think that I was that I could do it at the time. Yeah, at, at five foot nine and 155 pounds, or what do you, 153, 156, what, what depending? The, what depend on. Yeah, okay, depending, depending on, on yeah. uh, whether you've sweat through a, a hot afternoon practice or mm -hmm. just had lunch or whatever. But obviously there are people, those of us who are not very tall, who are vertically challenged, mm -hmm. you yes, are one of our favorite players because of that. Yes, Thank do you. you feel like you carry the mantle for folks who, for uh, particularly players who are smaller, maybe they're in junior high or high school and college and they look up to you? Yeah, yeah. Um, just like uh, that, you know, my little brother, you know, met him the same size, you know. You know, he in high school right now uh, trying to find ways. I just feel like, uh, you know, being a small guy, you know, it ain't, it ain't about the size, it's about the heart. And I just feel like I, I ran with that, you know, my whole life, you know. You know, just, you know, I always been a small guy, you know, and I just, and I just try to do it for the guys, you know, that, Know that that ain't strong enough, that ain't fast enough, no, but small. You know, I just try to uh, you know, show them that it, you know it's a way. You know, with small guys to make it in the NFL. Being under, being undersized, how much do you have to compensate with, like you mentioned, having bigger heart, having that bigger drive? I just say, um, you know, um, you know, I always been a small guy in everything that I did. You know, and I just feel like, um, you know, with with my heart, you know, where I come from, I just feel like, um, you know, I dove into it. You know. You know, just always told myself, you no, know, nobody going, no matter how big or small you are, you know, I'm gonna do what I gotta do, you know, in the football or just in life. You know, I just, you know, I just stay with it. Do you think that being a punt returner, that in all of football, that that particular position maybe requires the most courage? Pretty much, pretty much, because you know, you gotta look at the ball, you gotta look and see if the gunner's there. So it's a lot, you know, guys don't want to do it, but I love it though. You know, guys don't like doing it, but I love it. Though. Do you prefer punt returns or kickoff returns? So you, obviously, you do both, mm -hmm. but if you had your druthers and could only do one, uh, I'll do uh, I'll do punt return. You know, I I, I love to do punt return. Is it Why? mainly because you have more opportunities? Because yeah. there are so many, um, what um, punts in a game? Yeah, just yeah. just because there are so many yeah, that I'll, go through I'll, the back of the end zone on yeah, kickoffs. Yeah, kickoff return. Like you really not getting too many chances on kickoff unless you uh, playing outdoors. And I just feel like uh, with the punt return, you know. That's just another chance to me uh, get the ball in my hand. You know, you know, guys got a punt throughout the game. You know, and I just feel like, uh, you know, that's one of those things that I love to do. Well, you got to punt throughout the game unless it's Cowboys, Cowboys and Seahawks. Yeah. Zero punts. I was hot. I that was, hot. was only the fifth time in NFL history, yeah. and the first time in Cowboy history there were zero punts in a game. Yeah, and I was, I was heated because <laughs> because like we uh, that week in the special teams we went. You know, the plan was like we wasn't going to rush them. You know, we just going, this game was mainly on, you know, returning the ball, you know, on punt return, you know. You know, we couldn't do that because, um, you know, uh, we were trying to change the date. You know, the last time, you know, uh, punt return was going for a touchdown was like 2017. So, man, Bones, we went in this week saying um, since that kicker had a big, a long, uh, like a, uh, a, 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 a big leg, you know, we was going on trying to return the ball. 
You know, they were just too sad that we didn't get no chance to. Yeah, it's funny, Nicole, because before the game, I, I talked with Bones. That's John Fossil, the Cowboys special teams coordinator. I love to talk to him pregame on the sideline because, you know, he's got so much information. He's so excited about it. But he's like, tonight's going to be a real showcase of punters with yeah. Michael Dixon and Brian Anger and then zero yeah, punts. Yeah, but one, one thing Bones was talking about today in the his press conference was in December, playing outdoors and the weather's colder, mm -hmm. that there will probably be more opportunities for kickoff returns just because with weather, weather. maybe yeah. shorter. Do you, do you, have you guys talked about that or uh, have you found that historically to be the case? Yeah, uh, because you know, around this time, uh, you know, it's just like around this time last year, you know, we were getting, I was getting chances around this time last year because you know, you know, we outdoors, you know, uh, kickers' legs don't get tired, you know, and I just feel like uh, you know, going into you know, this stretch in December and January, you know, I'm um, I'm probably gonna get a pretty much chance. I ain't really get too many chances going, you know, up to this point. I just feel like, uh, you know, me and Bones, you know, that's the plan we're going, trying to return the ball, you know, these last couple of games. You have four touchdowns this season. How much more are you looking uh, to score the rest of the season? Uh, if you have to have a number in your head. Uh, have a number in my house. Well, I told Bones, you know, <laughs> this the, the go cover season that, you know, I would try to get six touchdowns just on special teams. Okay. You know, and that job was on special teams. And I ain't no crazy thing. I ain't even even playing of me even scoring on offense. <laughs> You know, so but if I put a number in my mind, I say I go with six. Okay. I go with six. <laughs> right now he's a fifth. I think you're going the team, that's so low. Why that's really you, low? Yeah. Because yeah. I got I can get six on offense, and I'm gonna get six on special teams. Oh, okay. Oh. Twelve. There yeah. we go. So twelve. So 12. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, Big one, one last question, because we, we're talking about Bones, and he's so much fun, and I know he's highly regarded by all of you uh, guys on the team. But when you are a special teams captain, and I know that you were last year. Mm -hmm. And uh, probably again later this season, but uh, special teams, you guys get a little extra perk that the offense and defensive guys as yeah. captains don't uh -huh. get, and it's compliments <laughs> of bones. What is it? Uh, they just, uh, it just, you know, especially in guys, man, we just, we just go in. You know, if you're a captain, you know, this this your game basically the on special teams. You, yeah. The parking. The parking. Oh, you talking about the parking spot? Yeah. So you especially in captain, yeah, you get the you get you get the parking John Foster's parking spot in the garage. So you get closer to the door. How many times have you got to park there? Uh, just one time. Just once. Just once last year. Right. Looking forward to it this year too. <laughs> looking forward to it. What are you most looking forward to Sunday night against the Eagles? Uh, I just say I'm looking forward to us, you know, go out there and try to dominate those guys. You know, not not even no individual stats. I just say go out there and try to win as a team. Devontae, we really appreciate your time. We are so looking forward to seeing you and the Cowboys take on the Eagles and take first place with a win. Yes, at least it's high on Sunday night. Thanks so much. Thanks to all of you for joining us at the Cowboys Hour, the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour here at Sidecar Social. See you next week. Experience. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!